Welcome to AM Best Audio. A new AM Best report explores longstanding troubles at the federal flood insurance backstop, which have been exacerbated by Hurricane Ian, along with how market shifts are impacting private flood insurers. David Blades is an associate director, and he's here with Christopher Graham, a senior industry analyst, both in AM Best Industry Research and Analytics Department. And Chris, flood insurance premiums increased by 40% last year. What's driving that? Uh, hi, John. Thank you for having me today. Uh, really, there's two factors behind it. Um, one, the private insurers can offer limits beyond what NFIP offers. So those who, who are required to have it may, you know, would be getting it from the private insurers because home values have increased. What might have been adequate from NFIP no longer is to the, to the insured. The other part behind it is the risk rating 2.0 from NFIP. So as insured saw there were rate increases coming, some of them might have jumped on to the private market prior to the implementation. NFIP doesn't allow you to cancel your policy midterm and get a refund of the unearned premium. So it would be beneficial to some insureds to get that prior to the risk rating 2.0 implementation and any rate increases they would have had to pay. Have private flood insurers been driven to add that capacity in the past and the demand just hasn't been there until now? Uh, well, you know, with, with risk rating 2.0, you're getting to more actuarial sa- actuarially sound rates for flood, which means prior to that, you know, it was basically for the insured less expensive to get NFIP programs than what it would be on a private market. So yeah, I mean, it was suppressing the demand for private flood insurance because the government's basically subsidizing the insurance. Uh, So with that going away, yes, you'll see more moving to the private market. Also, now just earlier this week, the FHA announced that they will now accept insurance from private flood carriers instead of mandating an NFIP policy. So that would also likely move more insureds into the private flood market going forward. David, is there a notable dynamic between the admitted and the non-admitted flood market? Well, yeah, I'd say there is, John. I think, you know, definitely, you know, the the admitted marketplace has definitely tightened um, considerably in, in recent years. Uh, but Still with that, the availability uh, and affordability of private uh, flood insurance, uh, you know, continues to evolve. And I think we've seen that um, in terms of, you know, some of the non-admitted companies uh, coming into the marketplace and, and, you know, taking advantage based on their risk appetite uh, of, of writing risks that they, that they look, look for that meet their criteria from a risk selection standpoint. Uh, they are also able to use their, you know, freedom of rate and form um, to, again, provide policies and provide coverage that, again, meets their standards and obviously meets the, the market need. Um, I, I think, you know, from an admitted perspective, I think we're still seeing, you know, the chance for, you know, some, some of the admitted marketplace to grow. Um, you know, some of the admitted carriers are even offering, you know, real-time, you know, online platforms uh, for flood coverage, again, more user-friendly. So that's giving them, you know, an opportunity to, to, to gain or to write the business that again meets you know meets their criteria. I think you know when we also look at it, the private insurers 
differentiating them, um, whether they be admitted or not admitted from the NFIP carriers. They don't need to deal with some of the constraints that the NFIP carriers have to deal with, like the 30-day waiting period in certain cases that are, that are involved with the NFIP coverage. So again, I think you, know, you see some of those dynamics um, in the marketplace between uh, NFIP and non-NFIP and, you know, private coverage and also, you know, some of the opportunities, you know, between the admitted carriers and then, like I said, the non-admitted carriers that can come in and again use their freedom of rate and form uh, to provide uh, coverage for, you know, those high risk coastal insurers, those high net worth, you know, um, insureds that might have their homes um, and properties near the coast that need surplus lines carriers to come in again to provide the type of coverage that they need um, you know so I think we've seen that dynamic working you know in the favor of surplus lines or, or non-admitted carriers but I, I think you know we've seen the private carriers even on the admitted side still able to, to grow out their marketplace uh, in terms of you know as um, Chris mentioned they're more finding things more affordable or more to their liking with risk rating 2.0 kind of pushing up the pricing on the NFIP coverages uh, to, to where the private co- the private insurers can compete a little bit more. Uh, so they're seeing some opportunities there. So I think both the admitted and non-admitted marketplaces are, are finding some opportunities. Like I said, there are just some nuances between the two. Chris, is risk rating 2.0 enough to get the NFIP out of debt, or especially in the wake of Hurricane Ian? Uh, not likely. It's certainly not in the immediate future. Uh, you know, if you look at the history of the NFIP program and its debt, up until 2005, any debt that the NFIP had, it was able to pay back. However, you know, with Hurricane Katrina, you know, that debt has never has not even been paid back in full yet. And, you know, subsequent storms have only made it worse. The uh, debt for NFIP is currently at about $20 billion. Uh, that's after... 16 billion was forgiven by Congress a few years ago. Uh, Hurricane Ian is going to be likely one of the five largest flood events ever. So yeah, that 20 billion dollar debt's only going to get worse. Um, I don't see how there's enough premium collected, uh, you know, to immediately uh, pay back all the debt, even if there's you know no storms for a few years. So it, it may be enough, but certainly not short term. David, should we expect the private flood market to get more competitive, or is there a reticence on the part of writers to get involved? Yeah, I think the market will has and will continue to be uh, even more competitive as as we look forward. You know, and I think as private insurers, be they admitted or not admitted, develop um, more coverage options um, for for you know for the marketplace, I think that's where we're going to going to see the expansion. Uh, we mentioned, you know, obviously, and I think you mentioned at the top that. In 2021, we saw a 40 or 42 percent increase in private flood coverage. I think that's you know a reflection of you know again some of the competitive impact of uh, in the marketplace related to risk rating 2.0. But it's also you know the opportunities that you know companies are looking for as they refine their underwriting standards and their risk appetite, and in the areas that they that they see that they might be able to to come and make a difference and, and you know obviously make a profit. I think we'll continue to see that and we'll continue to see the marketplace evolve uh, from that standpoint. I think the, pro- the primary carriers that can find the best reinsurance 
program support or the best support for, for their portfolio. I think those are the ones that are going to be able to, to offer um, the greatest help from a market perspective. You know, so those that, are, that have the stronger reinsurers behind them, um, you know, and I, you know, I think that's going to make you know, a big difference overall in the marketplace. And I think as you know, the insurers continue to assess their losses from the 2022 storms, you know, the ones that obviously kind of came through, you know, you know, more favorably or maybe even more favorably than they might have expected. I think you might see that manifest itself in terms of coverage offerings in 2023. So you know, the marketplace still continues to evolve. And I think it's something that I know it's something that AMBES will keep, uh, you know, keep a close look up on as we head into next year. David, Christopher, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Thank you, John. Thank you. You can find the full report online at ambest.com. For AMBest TV, I'm John Weber. Looking to get the full attention of the insurance industry? We have the platforms that will do just that. Whether it be AMBest TV, AMBest Audio, Best Review Magazine, or Best Day. Find out more by calling AM Best Advertising Sales at 908-439-2200, extension 5399, and have a great day.